Gone Off on a Tangent is brought to you by the following sponsors. Active Arena, Lincoln's first indoor five-a-side football venue with a dedicated sports bar. Small Beer Limited, Britain's leading cask wholesaler. Clavering's removal storage and clearance. Big Boots UK, leading online retailer of steel blue boots. Check out our socials for all the information. Hello and welcome to another episode of Gone Off on a Tangent, the only place you need for week old news and non-stop nonsense. My name's Adam Stocks, he's Car Stubbs. Yeah, Just for you, mate. What a night. Just for you. I thought I'd come to you first for a change. genuinely delighted with that. That's a problem. Dan Taylor's here as always. Hello there. <laughs> Matthew Wilson's back. We'll Good get evening. to you in a little minute. Good evening. Tibbsy's in the background. Oh! He's had his promotion, he's now our producer, I'm, I'm pleased to announce, on the show. Congratulations on your promotion. We'll pay you just as much as we paid you before. Same we pay ourselves. <laughs> Back up. Absolutely nothing, Mike. Uh, so you're probably wondering, well, you're not actually, if you've got Twitter, why Wilson is sat in the chair this week. Much uh, welcome come back after the Christmas episode. Uh, I'm going to play a little clip and then we'll work it out from there, shall we? Should we do that? Yeah. All right, let's Good play idea. the clip that Terry can't hear because he ain't got the headphones in. Start hey. with Tibbsy. Uh, I've gone Leicester. Oh, didn't see that controversial. So firstly, we owe you an apology, Wilson, because nobody went back and checked it. We just assumed it was you. It turns out it was Tibbsy that said Leicester and had angered our sponsor, Small Beer. Uh, He'd angered them because you felt they weren't the uh, biggest shock. And I, granted me, because I've hosted this shower of shit, blamed you, my friend. And you were livid, weren't you? I was absolutely fuming. (laughs) I sent Carl a voice note straight away and immediately said I'm not listening to a minute more of this shit show until I get justice. And I cannot believe still to this day that Tibbsy sat here (laughs) and just let it fucking happen. Yeah, Go on, that, Sir, explain yes. yourself. I'm not explaining myself. I heard it last I heard it last week and I deliberately <laughs> sat there and did nothing about it. You went in as well, stuff. You two especially. I was quite quiet about it. Oh yeah. Thing. Yeah, you're fine, aren't you? Honestly, you're all you're never the villain here. Love never you, the villain. Love you, mate. I was I was on I was, I was on the way to work and I took my little girl to nursery and I heard it and immediately I was like, right, I'm stopping. I went back through my phone notes. I was like, I'm I'm sure I put them first. I'm sure I did. Then I went back and listened to the episode, sorted it, and I thought, right, I am not listening. So I hope it was a good show last week. I'm sure it was great. Well, surely you're going to go back and finish it now. I will do now. Uh, yeah, to be I'll honest with you, mate, I don't give a fuck. You listen to four minutes, we got a viewing figure. So. <laughs> <laughs> or listening, either or. That's it. What I like about it is, though, is Terry's not backing down now. Oh, yeah, you're absolutely just happy not. that you're absolutely so, right. So, but, but being completely honest, when it, when it was said last week, I genuinely just thought, oh, yeah, Matt did. And didn't, you know, didn't give it a second thought. Knowing full well I know it, it were me that had done it. <laughs> I just thought, Matt were in on it as well. I couldn't remember. I've slept since then, but... But yeah, yeah. I, we didn't go back and listen to it. That, <laughs> that just, I don't know why I assumed it was you. Research. I was saying it, yeah. Classic. No, I thought it was you. But we, well, I thought we, it was really nice because I got like a little compliment before about sending you someone on Twitter. <laughs> and it was like, actually, we've got something to pick on here. And I thought, hang on a minute. <laughs> oh, a shots fired. Are you fine now? Do you feel better now? I do feel better. Come on and explain yourself. I literally text every lad that I know that listens to the pod and said, right, I need to get on Twitter. I need to get on Twitter now and write Justice for Wilson everywhere. Needs to trend. That is top shit house. You you might need that uh, hashtag soon in them genos. (laughs) (laughs) When you're in the law of court. Or court of law. Not sure which. 
Law of court. <laughs> Why is he going to court? For the cheetahs? Yeah. Because yeah. he's... A fashion court. <laughs> no. Oh, I'm not repeating what he said in your oh, is he re- Is he revealing himself? No. No, no. no. Just Carl's not a fan of chinos, clearly. No, you, don't, you have got a problem with chinos, haven't you? Yeah. I just think you look a bit of a paedophile. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, when, I, when I walk through your house, I just said, are you allowed to deal with kids about? That's all. Yeah. 8.37. <laughs> <laughs> Tiddy's going to run out of battery. Yeah. Right, we've got a post well, You're not show. cutting that out. We might do. Why? Oh, I don't give a shit. Keep it. It's only, say a, it. only a bit of loose pedo banter. What's wrong with that? Loose pedo banter. <laughs> <laughs> Fucking hell. Right. We've got <laughs> a full... not on the rundown, is it? We've got a full rundown, uh, but... Joining us is one of our sponsors on the phone when we get get him uh, called up in a second. So Ryan from Big Boots UK, who happens to be Australian, is really desperate to get on the pod. Either to gloat, I'm assuming. Can't imagine why. Yeah, just, I don't know what, why he wants to speak to us. So he texted um, me earlier saying, we'll be recording when you call, like straight into it. I said, yeah. He put, do you want me to start with, how the fuck are you, cunts? <laughs> <laughs> so... Yeah, I imagine he'll be coming in off the long run. Right, let's get him called. Dan, you lead it. Can I just say I've been looking forward to this day for a very, very long time. (laughs) (laughs) Good evening, Ryan. (laughs) How are you, fellas? Good, mate. How are you? You are live, so please swear as much as you feel. (laughs) Well, I messaged Dan today saying, Am I going to be live when you guys call? And he's like, uh, yeah. So it's like, oh, I won't answer with how the fuck are you then? <laughs> <laughs> I would have thought you'd have gone with the C-bomb. He was, he's loved the C-bomb. <clears throat> yeah, well, uh, you know, I'm going to be a dad soon. So I thought I'd just probably rein it in a little bit. Didn't stop me. <laughs> <laughs> so uh, why do you want to be on the show this week, Ryan? What, has anything happened in your life, sort of sporting or? Well, you know, uh, <laughs> Honestly, I could just come off the absolute long run at you guys, but I almost, I almost feel a little bit sorry for uh, English cricket at the moment. I mean, I'm not sure what you guys have already said, but yeah, fuck it. Uh, don't get me wrong. I could sit down and watch the English cricket team get bumped for year on year on year and be very, very happy about it, especially the Ashes. Like, you know, you grow up watching it, you get so passionate about it. But I just felt with this Ashes, it was just, just a bit... Land. I don't know about you boys, but I just waste uh, of time on contest of mind. <laughs> yeah, well, that, that's it. That, that, this is the thing, you know. Like it's just, I, I've, well, Dan and I have had conversations about it, and I've had conversations with some mates in Oz and here at the podcast today. And you know, with a close contest, especially with Test cricket, you need to have a close contest. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. And uh, um, and what, what happened with a close contest in 2019? Like you saw, probably like the greatest knock you're going to see in the next decade with Ben Stokes at Headingley like what the hell um, and there was just not, none of none of that sort of stuff of this contest and I was, it I was, was but I think like you say how good that was I think like performances like that almost sort of papered over the cracks of yeah, how bad we actually are because up until like you, people forget we got bowled out for 66 and I think it was 66 I might be a run out either way in the first innings of that test match that we went on to win like, yeah. yeah, everybody, everybody's forgot about that because Ben Stokes went and whacked 130-odd and won us the game, which is absolutely brilliant. But, I mean, we've been in such a poor place in Test Match Cricket. I mean, some of the decisions that our backroom staff have oh. made with regards selection and that is just... 
beyond laughable. Hey, it was honestly the, uh, the first test. Well, I'll just, I don't know how long we got, but I'll, I'll really, with the Ashes, you know how important it is to win the first test, especially the Gabba, which has been an absolute house for Australian cricket just to dominate. And so, so you're saying like, you wouldn't rest your two best bowlers? <laughs> no, no, that's exactly right. Like, <laughs> <laughs> you boys must have been absolutely pissing yourselves when you saw that team thing, selection. Like, Glenn McGrath even came out and said he went and congratulated Stuart Broad on his 150th test at the Gabba. And then Broad, he said to him, apparently, no, I'm not playing, mate. And Glenn McGrath almost fell over the freaking robot. He couldn't believe it. Um, and then you didn't have Jimmy Anderson. And then you decided to pick Leach on a, on a green top. Like I just, It went at nines or tens first dig. <laughs> yeah. It's, again, he was our only centurion. <laughs> But you've got to think as well from like the um, from the batter's point of view. Who the hell does David Warner not want to face in the first test? hundred percent. He's in Broadie's pocket, isn't he? Fucking Stuart Broad. And then so you can't always think about the conditions, but I just can't believe it. And then yeah, I can understand maybe Anderson not playing in Adelaide uh, at the Gabba for the uh, Adelaide test because you might have an eagle and you want to save him for the rest of the series. But then he didn't play at Hobart, um, and then he played on the flattest wicket of the whole t- of the whole um, series in Adelaide and you didn't pick Mark Wood which is yeah. <laughs> and then you and you didn't pick Mark Leach for that Adelaide test the second test either so yeah you could go on forever about some of the decisions that are made and you know that goes back to your the English cricket setup with Silverwood being the one and only person that was apparently deciding on who's playing in each test I just find it I find it actually yeah, fucking squad crazy. selection team selection it's I, just embarrassing I can find it I find it fucking <clears> nuts <throat> I really find it fucking really hard to believe, to be honest, because if that was me, oh, I have a soft spot for England. Don't get me wrong. I've lived here for eight years. You know, it's, it's, um, but I just can't, I just can't fathom some of the decisions that those guys, you've got all the money in the world, you've got all the decisions, the stats and everything, and some of the decisions are just absolutely fucking mind-boggling. The thing that got, well, it, I felt sorry for him, to be fair, to the, like, it generally got to the point where I felt sorry for him, like, you keep picking Butler and keep playing Butler. Like the bloke, genuinely, it got to the point when he was batting and when he was keeping that was like he genuinely just looked like so over cricket. Mate, he was like he was like getting out. He was dropping. He was like when he clung on to. It got to the point like when he clung on to a catch, it was almost like he was like. Well, that's a fucking bonus, isn't yeah. it? Like I can relate to it the on thing so that, many the levels. The thing that it reminded me of with Butler was when obviously. There was that tour where Trot was in an absolute world of bother, and then obviously the test um, series on Amazon came out, and it it kind of revealed all the trauma and troubles that he was going through. And and I actually I don't obviously know to a certain extent whether Butler's in that sort of mindset, but it certainly looked like from the outside that it he looked was a mess. He really, looked really, really struggling. Shot. So he was shot. Yeah. Mate, he was absolutely walking every, wicket and, Everyone could see it. You could absolutely shot. I mean, he would have more fun going home watching Buddy. Mrs. Brown's boys with that dodgy uncle that you don't like, you know, that's how much are you rather not play cricket. He's fucking No one enjoys watching Mrs. Brown's boys, right? Yeah, I know, that's what I'm saying. Like he just he but he <laughs> he he would have enjoyed it more than playing cricket. That's the way he looks. Like he's just and then you've got like someone like Ollie Robinson who's like he's like me when I was playing Lynx cricket. It was good for one spell and then you blow out absolute powder puffs. Hundred and fifteen kilometers <laughs> an hour is second I'm, spell was. Just, seriously, <laughs> It's absolute joke. I just remind me of Park Cricket, and I, I think there's a there's a deeper, obviously a deeper issue with red ball cricket in England uh, and for the Ashes uh, going forward because 
the way it's going, I don't know how the Aussies are better to go the next couple of years before the Ashes over here, but you'd be pretty strong favourites that the Aussies would probably retain the Ashes if not win the series over here next time because three of those games back in Oz in that last series we just played had green tops and we dominated. So how's that leaving uh, English cricket thinking? The thing is, I saw a tweet earlier as well that said, uh, I think Warner and Smith both average in like early 30s. Hazelwood only playing one test. Like if he'd, if, if he'd said that to us before the series, you'd think, fucking hell, we've actually got half a chance. But actually, we were we were absolutely nowhere near. So just goes to show really how far off it we were. And don't get me wrong, you, you guys bowled absolutely unbelievable. So Yeah, don't, um, mate. I don't want to take away that. The Aussies, we were fucking awesome. Like the bowling team, was the bowling side of things was absolutely incredible. Travis Head, Udi Kawaja, even like, Cameron Green, like he's twenty-two years old, six foot eight, built like a brick shit an Absolute unit. <laughs> I can't. He looked like the. He looked like when you're at school, he was the first one to like develop. Oh, like, left like, the rest of the year group behind. He had the photo with like the other like the bats with like Uzi and Travis Head and Marnus and Steve Smith, and he's like clearly like a three steps on the ladder higher than them. He's fucking awesome. Like so yeah, in a photo with six Carl Stubbs. <laughs> I know, I know, but yeah, look, I don't. It's, uh, yeah, like I said, I could stay here all day and brag about it. And I will if you want me to. Um, no, 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 you're all right, mate. <laughs> <laughs> but it's, uh, yeah, there's a lot of things to do with uh, English cricket that we, uh, you know. I just I just feel like there's just some, like some seriously just bad decisions been made. Like, oh, for me, yeah. like, like for me, like, best just open the bat with Bairsto. Like in, even in in Test match cricket, just open the batting with him. Davy Davy Warner does it. I personally just think like we should open the batting with Johnny Bairstow. Like we just pick our best players. Like like you do. To be fair, like you open the batting with Johnny Bairstow. He's at the end of the day, if Johnny Bairstow comes out and nicks off five times, he's, that's no worse than uh, what Hamid's done or what um, Burns has done. You know what I mean? You may, uh, but he may come off like the same with Warner. To be fair, we tried I mean, him Roy though, didn't we? Yeah, but he's become. You're telling me that Jason Roy was any worse than what oh, we've no. just done? Do you know what no, I mean? Absolutely. Like if you give yeah, Bairstow you know, a chance, Jason Roy, Jason Roy, you might get a quick thirty off bloody twenty balls. Well, this uh, is what I mean about Bairstow. It's not like Warner comes <laughs> off every single time, is it? Like, he, don't no, get me wrong. Not. The longer his career's gone on, he's learned to open the baton a lot more. But in his early days, he was nicking off for. Fuck all, quite frequently, and then started to develop a little bit, got a few scores, and bloody blah, blah, blah. And now is didn't say the third blast. That one doesn't count. <laughs> and uh, <laughs> self awareness, <laughs> well played. Um, so, and I just think I just feel like we should have a go with that. I think Billings looked really, really good. I was impressed with him. Like the energy provided was. No, this is the thing, Stubbsy. This is what I was going to go on to. Your attitude. You've got to pick players with attitude, and I think Billings first is no more than be pumped up. Like the Ashes is the pinnacle for Test cricket in Australia and England by far. But a lot of the other nations look up to the Ashes and think, "Wow, that's awesome!" Like yeah. players, English and Australian players are made in Ashes series. Look at Freddie, you know, like he dominated that 05 series and he just became a household name. Um, but yeah, I just think picking on attitude, and that that brings on to like another point of mine. It's just like if you're going to be, if you're going to play an Ashes series, at least try and look like you're fighting to win, and then we might be able to go, okay. We can see you put in a bit of effort and uh, come home, fellas. It's been a tough tour, but it wasn't any fight. No, it was, like, just tossed it off, didn't they? It just tossed it off. It just looks so pathetic. When we uh, was four down in that last fuck. innings, we may as well have all just walked out and kicked stumps over and walked back. Fucking 
embarrassing. I was so so good to watch, but like, it just looked like speak for yourself. It literally just looked <laughs> yeah. like get me out of here, didn't it? That's literally yeah, all that, like. As soon as they were four down, it was literally like, right, I've had enough of this shit. I just want to go. Home. They were all on the plane, mate. They were all on the plane, and but, uh, you know, it's it's but anyway, that's uh, it's a it's going to be a fair bit few changes, I reckon, for you blokes. That's for sure. Yeah. Well, we'll leave it there, Sneds. Thanks for coming on. I've got one thing to oh. add, uh, Sneds. Go on. Stop just when I was sat there uh, not knowing what to say because I don't know about cricket and I felt well out of my depth, I just jotted some things to thank you for. So, uh, Kylie Minogue, Neighbours, Vegemite, Crocodile Dundee, and my personal favourite, Margot Robbie. So, thank you for her. <laughs> I don't know if you personally have anything involved with her, but she's a stunner. And thank you for your sponsorship, mate. That's the main uh, thing, mate. Yeah, That's the main say, thank um, you. How is Big Boots? Um, yeah, no, it's going well. It's, uh, yeah, we're going well. We've had a few people use a goat code, so for those that have bought a pair of boots uh, from us, we really appreciate it. So, yeah, no, it's um, everything's going well. We're enjoying the podcast. We listen to it. I listen to it every week, and, you know, you're really starting to find your, your groove now, boys, so... Good stuff. And uh, also, Stocksy, just one quick one before I go. Fair play to Leeds on uh, shoving up the Premier League this week. Uh, yeah, boy. I, th- I thought that was uh, bloody impressive. I was hoping um, it was going to avoid. I, I thought we were going to avoid. I can't comment because I did promise on Twitter earlier we wouldn't talk about Leeds. So I'm just going to take your thank you. Uh, if you ever yeah. see Harry Kuehl, punch him in the face. And uh, yeah. And <laughs> Carl wants to know if you're ever going to do any big boots flip-flops. Or sliders. Sliders. Yeah. sliders. <laughs> Big sliders, yeah, thongs, you mean? Oh, yeah, um, thongs, aren't they? The thongs, mate, yeah. I'd wear so, a thong. Uh, <laughs> it wouldn't be maybe, the first maybe time, I'm sure. We'll, uh, maybe we'll see him we'll in the summer. If you need a thong model, <laughs> big boots, thongs. God's sake. I'm on. You'll have, to sh- you'll have to shave your ass first, mate. <laughs> Don't worry, mate, that gets done already. <laughs> <laughs> and on that note, Ryan, I thanks, Ned. We'll thanks for joining, there. buddy. Thanks, thanks for the mate. support. Join you, boys. Cheers. See you soon, Cheers, Ned. Bye bye. You are listening to Gone Off on a Tangent. New episodes out every Thursday. Thoroughly enjoyed that. Happy days. <laughs> right let's uh, dive on with the show so there's loads of uh, little things tonight little carls uh, nothing too major too meaty just a few talking points firstly did everybody see Andy Carroll's two offside goals <laughs> unlucky Andy <laughs> two of the greatest goals ever scored it reminded talked, me of talked. me to be honest. it's not even like, it's like how did you just make that about you <laughs> that's him honestly <laughs> Don't that, look at me, that, mate. That second one was literally like my goal of the season. But no, no one cares no or saw. Or... I mean, I did see it. It was good. But... <laughs> was it but, that good, though? Yeah, It wasn't Andy Carroll good. Shut up. No. <laughs> that, that second goal he scored was one of the best goals I've seen to well, joke, in a it? long Correct. time. Yeah, well... But, like, they both happened in the same <laughs> game. Like, fair enough. If, like, How was your look? Once in a career, you might get two that are absolute worldies. But then to You've get seen it, mate. 20 minutes, it. 20 minutes right apart thought. from each other. And there's talk. I mean, it seems to have died down Mine a bit now. But going to Burnley, I know another. Premier. That's just some sort of shit internet well, rumor. It's a, it's he's a perfect Sean Dyche player, isn't he? Really, just depends if uh, if he's still got still got it in him, injury wise. But they've got to be the best two disallowed goals ever. Surely. But they were they followed each other. That's what I loved about it. It was like bang bang. It's like yeah, you get one maybe. But it's oh shit, that's a side. But to have two, how's your look? The thing yeah. is, he's got nobody to blame but himself because both of them were just being lazy as fuck and not getting back out. <laughs> Which is basically his career. <laughs> Which makes it funnier. You can yeah. track Andy Carl's career. It was like, 
Newcastle got relegated, so he got his chance, scored a shitload of goals. Didn't he well, go to like Liverpool for yeah, 35 say, million? But that's how you can track it. Into the Premier League, did really well, got a big move, and then it's been downhill ever since. Granted, some to do with injuries, but it's just been meteoric and then back down. He's genuinely though, like when you watch him at Reading, like he's got so much talent. His first touch is a joke. Like genuinely, he's bringing... Oh, for a big lad, he's... Mate, he's bringing yeah. balls down, just plucking it out of midair. Great touch for a big man, as they say. Mm. Me and Andy Carroll have got a lot in common. Apart from the big part. <laughs> yeah. Uh, on to our next. So there was short and sweet tonight. Loads of little things. Um, right. Just for you, Carl. I'm going to look you in the eye as I do this. Africa Cup of Nations. You're welcome. You've done a lot of impressing for me tonight. Just, just for you this week, mate. Dedicated to you this week. This is all for you. This is good. So general, general craziness. Just it's the every most, game, it's the most, something <laughs> fucking mental is happening. It's the most fucked up tournament going, isn't it? It's, it's not, not corrupt, is it? No, not at all. <laughs> I'm going to go backwards rather than forwards in this. So there was one yesterday, which was the goalie, Keep. which was described on the internet as a year seven goalkeeper playing against year 11 boys yeah. and shitting himself as year 11 went down and got He just legged it out of the goal. Have you seen that? No, I haven't. You haven't seen that one? I know. He's bearing down and goal. It's a ball from Zahar into the uh, is it Haller, Haller yeah. it's Ajax, and literally the keeper just fucks off. He's basically gone, <laughs> he he's gone the way that he thinks he's going to put it, yeah. and then he didn't even hit <laughs> it there, did he? And he just put it in the net. And they seen the one that... The same, same keeper, same keeper. Is he the one did that caught it, rolled over and threw it back? Across that was the one I saw. Yeah. I saw that one. Smashed his it knee It reminds me so much of you, Stubbsy. It was honestly. Oh. Similar abilities of goalkeeping. Do you really <laughs> think you're going to get a nibble out of that, honestly? Afcon, Afcon, Afcon. Uh, that, that, that was two. Was it the same? I mean, they blamed the pitch, but I'll be a cool mark. And then another thing I saw was... The pit, I mean, the pitches are awful. My favourite so far is the ref blowing his full time, blow the full-time whistle after 85 minutes, <laughs> bringing him back out, and then blowing again after 87. He blew it twice, didn't he? And there was this controversial VAR that he did. Honestly, I want to take... I'm gonna, I'm, they said, the oh, you need to change your decision. And then he'd still, he ignored that and carried on and then blew up early. And then oh. I, I saw, um, what was I saw on Twitter? The, the, <laughs> it was like the picture, I think it might have been Paddy Power or something, that just said, um, come over, my parents aren't, like, my parents aren't home. <laughs> and it's just like blowing the whistle. <laughs> <laughs> it was Marley the goal. Your ref blows full-time whistle, 85th, restarts play, sends Marley player off in the 87th. Bar tells ref it's not a red. He rejects the VAR call. Ref blows again for full-time, 89.4 minutes. <laughs> the, one, the one comment. There were one comment that apparently they were one, some of the players were in an ice bath when they went and brought them back out. I don't know how true that is. With champagne and Miss Cameroon mm. is the uh, made-up room I've just made up here and now. <laughs> <laughs> but I saw another one the other day. This is how mental it is. So you've got the on-field stuff. And also, were, I, I, I genuinely can't remember which, get, which teams it were. But they couldn't go to the ground because there was like some rebels that were literally threatening to... Stab them off the team bus. It's, it's ridiculous. Like, this shit's crazy. There is stuff happening every single day. Thing is, in between all this, there's some really good football. That's what makes because obviously there's some really talented footballers there. I mean, a lot of them play in the Premier League. They're really good footballers. But it's just all this noise around it is just mental. And because Twitter and Sky and media just, just love, on it, aren't they? Yeah, they just love crazy shit. It's just they keep tossing it up for them to smash down the line. It's unbelievable, isn't it? I genuinely don't think um ever seen anything like it. I mean, I haven't watched much of it. I'm literally just like hopping through Twitter every... That's my point. Five just minutes. And just to find your highlights. Yeah, I don't need to watch anything else because the football's gash, isn't it? But... <laughs> 
Opposite what I've just said, fair enough. <laughs> I saw somebody wrote on Twitter, they think it's a social experiment. Like the whole of the tournament is just a social experiment. Uh, but I've just watched that goal that he was on about and that is absolutely fucking atrocious. But the keeper legs it? Yeah. Yeah, it's mad. Yeah. It's just it's like, no, I'll be honest with you, he don't care because he just pocketed 50k for that. <laughs> Tell you what is funny, like watching it and then you, you realise some of the random teams that people are playing for. Stephen Colker playing for Sierra Leone. He's just been called up, hasn't he? Like, what? Yeah. I, I was like, he, I'm sure he played for England. Well, obviously not. No, he definitely did. What, for the first team? Yeah. Did he? Yeah, 100%. Mm. 21s would make sense, but I didn't know. No, he got a full cap. Full cap against Sweden. Jimmy Bullard, Sweden, I think. It's a travesty. Because I think there's a stat saying that um, Zahar and Kolker made their England debuts in the same game against Sweden, then played against Uh, each other for. Interesting. Yeah, so. Anyway. Didn't know Zahar got a full cap either. So are you allowed to do that? 2012, does that say? Jesus. That's what I mean. Like, they just come out of the woodwork. Like, it's mental. Oh, is it a friendly? No, no. Oh, so it doesn't count. There we are. Yeah, it, it doesn't count. It's not a full international. Yeah, but that's like Declan Rice because he played for um, Republic of Ireland. Yeah. As a, as a youth team player and then played in friendlies for Republic of Ireland before then had a, some sort of disagreement with Martin O'Neill who dropped him for three games. Mick McCarthy came in. He didn't like it. Gareth Southgate came around and went, we'll have you. And he went, oh, all right then. And wrote to FIFA and it all changed. So yeah, it does happen. Same as Paolo Wonka. Didn't Grealish do similar? He was, was he just a youth setup? On Declan Rice, by the way, I've had the pleasure of watching him now, two games in a row live. What a player. I saw your uh, fans chanting at him. You're just a shit, Calvin. He Burns. loved it, mate. Give us a little wink, didn't he? Yeah, he did, yeah. Friends. <laughs> Friends. I was in Declan. Just I'll... a shit Adam for sure, mate. No, he, uh, genuinely, he is unbelievable. Like, the class. way he gets up the pitch, if he can add finishing, I mean, obviously he's clearly a very expensive footballer now and, and he's, you know what I mean? But if he could just add goals to his game, ah, there's no stopping that kid. He's he has got everything. He's he's good age. I just love him. Man. Great engine on great him. Great age. Great age. <laughs> great age. Soccer. Great Such engine a good on him. Footballer. Reads the game incredibly well. And a bloody just, nice lad. Yeah, great lad. Yeah, great lad. The thing that you, you see him up. off the pitch, like on Twitter and stuff, like make, making time for fans, etc., etc. I just think it's, yeah. goes above and beyond. He did something for their Carly's kids the other day, didn't he? For their birthday, oh, yeah, I did see that, actually, yeah. Yeah, he sent them like a nice little... Yeah. Terrific. It's just first time I've had a chance to <laughs> watch him live. Terrific player. on the telly. And it's just his class. Yeah. You can see why Southgate plays both of them. Having watched Calvin well, for donkeys, now they are, they complement each other. It's, uh, yeah, it's fantastic. I did, uh, just on your game, I did thoroughly enjoy... Jared, to talk about Jared Bowen. Shushing you. Pointing at his uh, name. They're missing a sitter. <laughs> and they're missing a sitter in the 94th minute to make it through. I promise we won't talk about it, but fuck it. Uh, match day two last night, it was like watching a car crash, watching that miss. I don't know how I didn't see it that bad, like well in the stadium, because it's a really bad miss, isn't it? Yeah, it's really bad. And th- that is it. just too bad. He just should have gone with his head. I don't know. Too busy being Green why. Street, wasn't he? Thank God he didn't. Thank <laughs> God he didn't. Oh, no, no profile picture. Oh, I'm forever blowing bubbles. Why would I sing that? <laughs> Wrong song. Wrong song. Yeah, it's Green Street reference. It was uh, It was really good, actually, to go to the uh, the Football League's largest choir at West Ham. You've got all the words and all the words. Song, yeah, you nice can shut song. up. Fucking marching on together, you melt. Yeah, anthem, mate. Anthem. Oh, it's, no, it's no greasy chip butter, though, is it, Carl? <laughs> no, it's not. Nonsense. 
I'm off. <laughs> <laughs> I always forget you're a Wednesday fan. I don't know why. Right, moving swiftly on for uh, our listeners. Bollock me for talking about Leeds too much uh, with our unbelievable performance down in London. Uh, Premier League payments. When I put this on the notes earlier, I got a straight one back from DT. What are you on about? So this is the Premier League money. It's on the WhatsApp group if you want to see it as reference. You can't, Wilson, because you're not on it. Uh, and he's got it. Look at that. If we'd done that sort of level of research last week... You'd have been all right. I'll literally we, you, want, you wouldn't be here now. <laughs> You'd be at home with your wife and kids. So this is the, the money that was dished out at the end of last season. And being a newly promoted side team I follow, absolutely mind-blowing. When you see it listed, it's just crazy. So to give it some context, Sheffield United, who obviously went down and were terrible, still pocketed 97.5 million. I mean, it's just unbelievable it's figures, isn't it? Isn't it? And it's uh, it, the crux of it is where you finish is clearly crucial, and how many times Sky pick you. You get those two things right, hence why the, the top boys obviously uh, they, they get the most money. If you get those two right, so someone like Villa or, or Everton, right in the middle, they, they've got a right decent pocket there, haven't they? So they're just interesting enough to get televised. But there is no surprise that there is such a gulf when you've got Man City and Man United that are. Racking up 152 million. So if you're getting that every single season. That's what I mean. Which they are. Yeah. Did you see, incidentally, that uh, Man City, for the first time in Premier League history, have, have gone past Man U's turnover? First time. Really? Yeah. For the first time, they've, they've got a, a larger turnover than you boys. Does it, ticket it sales, it? Noisy neighbours, isn't it? That's well, it, mate. Noisy neighbours. They're banging your door down, so don't they? It's noisy neighbours. Not banging it down, mate. They're destroyed, aren't they? <laughs> They're in your kitchen. Cooking a pizza, aren't they? <laughs> Finger in your missus. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I was going to say something similar. I thought I better yeah. not go. I don't know that well. Stubbs eating with two feet. Lovely. <laughs> <laughs> Never touched him, ref. Sorry, Ash. So to break it down, obviously you've got equal share, which obviously everybody gets. It's closing the title. Uh, facility fees, which again really does go up and down. Merit payment for, for being there, and where where you finish, and then the international bit is the one that stood out for me. Just how crucial those international, uh, that international sort of sky money is and all that jazz. It's just incredible, isn't it? And then the central commercial part. No wonder everyone tries to scrap out of that championship, is it, to get up? Bloody hell, and get it wrong, like uh, team that plays in blue and white <laughs> at a fake taxi firm that we know. Still do. Still do. <laughs> Chanziri FC. Uh, so, yeah, it was, just, it was just interesting. We'll, we'll tweet that out for anybody that hasn't seen it on, uh, on socials. Uh, it's very. It's very much have and have nots football now, isn't it? Absolutely. As we all know, but when you see it in a spreadsheet like that, it is incredibly stark. It is bonkers, though, when you look at, like, Leicester, 27-odd million. If you'd have finished a couple of place, places less, 22, 21 million, five or six million different. Player, in it? Yeah. But again, it's, uh, like, the facility fees. So that's, that's television, isn't it? So, so the facility fees are television. You haven't got the facilities for that big money. <laughs> <laughs> so Man City pocket... 24 mil for being on telly a lot, clearly, because they're champions. But they still get 34 for finishing so high. It, it, you, it's just crazy, isn't it? And then this doesn't include Champions League money, obviously, it doesn't in, international revenue. You've made a nice joke about ticket sales, what affect Man City. Uh, nice one, that. Uh, but obviously, you sell out every week, get 70, not, not last year, clearly. You've got 70,000 every week. Add that on top of this, it's just scary, isn't it? The, the numbers now. No wonder so many weird and wonderful ones are trying to get into football. Like we, we talked about it. We didn't talk about it last week, but it was on the show notes. Like Southampton have had a takeover. Burnley have had a takeover. 
but they're all leveraging money against it. It's not all rich people like at Newcastle and scary rich or old Audi Arabians. It's uh, it's scary rich, and even everyone wants a slice of it now. West Ham the same. Is he, is he Czech or is he is he Danish? I can't remember. Is he Danish? Probably Czech. But he's he's a Czech billionaire, and he's put money in. It's everyone wants a slice now. The glamour, the pure glamour of the Premier League. Uh, right, moving on to something that affects quite a few people in this country, and one of them is in this room today. That is a very offensive chant that the staff and people at Old Trafford are having a look at because it is incredibly offensive. When So Man United have started an investigation and sent targeted emails to fans because of height discrimination. Joke. Towards a Wolves player. Something I've... So it's Daniel Pedence for being... Daniel Pedence because he's Carl-sized. Bettina? So this affects you more than anyone else in this room. Not, how do you feel about it? Not funny, is it? Firstly, I tweeted because I thought they were taking a piss at someone really tall. No, it turns out it is a it is yeah. a it's in the midget gems column. I <laughs> I have to go through this on a daily basis. Uh, it's a real struggle. Well, you've got the microphone, you've got the platform. How does it make you feel, Carl? Small. Small. <laughs> <laughs> I don't think you're taking this seriously. Mate. And you're on the I, I don't want, I don't want to hear it. It's already upset me once. <laughs> Any idea what they were singing? No idea. It's just a weird one, isn't it? No idea. Of all but... the things I've read online about. And tackling or some very serious stuff. Not this isn't serious, Carl. Not this isn't serious. I've been degraded by being measured on this podcast already. <laughs> oh, that reminds me, Andy wants us to uh, do a colour chart. Do a colour chart of my hair. <laughs> I don't know why. He, he said it looked brown on the picture of my Green Street picture, Carl. What I don't get is that United are investigating this. Who's the player? We well, think it's Pedent, because he is. Tiny, tiny, little boy, little with, pocket player. I'm with you, brother. <laughs> he's the size. He's the size of one of them Corinthians. <laughs> <laughs> a power pod. But, Just push him along. Good player, actually. Wonderful player. People taking offence to height when they're known for talking about the length of Romelu Lukaku's manhood and what Jason Park used to eat. But they would take offence to that, now, wouldn't they? But, I get told on a regular basis that I haven't got a soul. You don't see me crying about it, do you? Ginger's have souls now. Apparently not. That's, that's what's leveled as, as, a, as a community. Yeah, I know. We don't smell biscuits. biscuits. No. We don't. Piss and biscuits. I'd be starving constantly. <laughs> <laughs> I, re- I refute that. Yeah. It's just a bit odd when there's so much serious stuff going on. But that's the sign of the times, isn't it? You can't do anything now. So you're no. not taking this seriously? No, Carl. No, <laughs> obviously not. Just angers me even more. <laughs> thing is the, the small community of footballers tend to be really talented because you have to be to get to the top talking N'Golo Kante aren't we he's tiny Owen was small it's about time we got a little bit of respect Maradona was a, was a, was a midget yeah a little bit a little bit anyone <laughs> <laughs> how tall are you Wilson uh, 5 foot 11 about the same as me you need to measure him as well <laughs> Get the tape. Get the tape. Uh, does anyone want to clarify my hair colour, uh, Andy Pearson? No, I, nobody cares mm. about that. This is, Auburn. A, this is about heart discrimination. <laughs> Strawberry blonde. Will it affect you, Carl, if we knew what the song was? Um, if it I, was, do you know what I mean? I've had to pull with it all my life. Um, what if it was something like back to school on Monday? Like the people need to be educated on this. We got that. 
like the sad music that we played for Stephen. Yeah, it's not a problem. But anyway. People need to be educated on what we go through on a daily basis. I haven't got that many. Like some small people have achieved great things and it's about time we got some more respect. Can you name any? Frankie Dottori. I'm not sure Jockey should be your first point of call. Because <laughs> <laughs> they're, they're all small. Willie Carson. <laughs> He's going it's literally just Jeanette Cranky. Reeling them all off. Warwick Davis was good on Tenable. <laughs> so you're quitting really close to the win there, Wilson, because he's a certified dwarf. Yeah, he is. <laughs> I actually, I was on Twitter earlier and I said, you know, Peter Dinklage, the actor, I saw him, a photo of him walking down the street with his daughter and he had like his arm up, like walking with her. See, this is just abusive now, Wilson. <laughs> we were playing around with it so you've just gone two feet on him. It just made me laugh. No need for it, is there? Uh, on, on a similar note, yesterday when I was playing football, um, this is the first time I've had this. I don't know how often you've had it, Dan. But I got called a bald see you next Tuesday for the first time in a game. Again, that hurt. Again, it's a daily. Yeah. It's almost I've never daily. had it on a football current... pitch. I've had it. Oh, I've had it many, many times. I used to get uh, ginger fat C unit. It was one I used to get quite a lot. I used to put a tackle in. Just, I was just, just fire back. My mum didn't mind. I just keep feeding me biscuits. Just that sort of stuff, in it. The best you've got. Yeah, I've, the I've, best you've got. Again, yeah, it's it's all the repetitive, just repetitive, isn't it? Time and time again. I th- I, th- I feel as a community, Dan, we've got more grievances. Oh, how would you? So, little rank me I'm, off. I'm, I'm strong. So I'm stronger for heights, the experiences that heights, I've had. Ginger or bald? Which who gets more shit? You think? I mean, you you're in both categories. Yeah, ginger, ginger. and bald. If hey, I'm what small, do you think, Terry? <laughs> both categories out of three with that. Yeah. <laughs> the answer is Leicester City. <laughs> Just for you with that, Rob. What do you think, Carl? You've only got one foot in the camp. Only because you can't reach them. <laughs> I'm not laughing. <laughs> right, let's let's move on. So I'm not sure if this is parody or not, but I'm going to play it anyway. Anyway, back to what we were saying. Joe wow. Allen, five foot six. Have you have you Googled it? I've just done a whole lead up to the next thing and you've just trampled all over it. I don't give a shit, mate. Okay. Alexis Sanchez, five foot six. And greedy. Greedy dwarf. <laughs> <laughs> have you got hungry, happy, sad? Dopey, greedy. <laughs> Any more? Stubbsy. <laughs> Small and a slow reader. And heard of most of these. Thick table. <laughs> <laughs> let, let, let the cow see the thick table. Right, can, am I allowed to go on to the next feature? Yeah, Carl? crack on. Yeah? Yeah, I'll come back to you. <laughs> right, it's not a problem. Right. You are listening to the Gone Off on a Tangent podcast. The old shot, older shot manager said this. FA Trophy tie at home against Bromley this weekend. What's your thoughts ahead of the game? If a tree falls and no one can is there to hear it fall, does it make a noise? So, does a penguin get cold? What way does your bathwater go? Clockwise or anti-clockwise when you take the plug out? You know, these are questions which are going to be asked of us. These are questions we've got to have the answers to. Um, you know, we're always looking for solutions and we've got to come up with the, you know, solve the equation sometimes. But, you know, Sam's had a lovely haircut. It's started to grow out now. Coops is here, working silently away. 
<laughs> Robbie's so over there. It's the first time he's been quiet today. Terry's brought a briefcase in, you know. He's got four Japanese talking dogs in there. But, you know, this is this is. Where did you get those dogs, Terry? He's worked hard. I feel that is the greatest satire ever done by a manager. <laughs> that is, because he's not got a straight face. That, I mean, the internet went for that, but that, that, he ain't got a straight face, is he? It's so good. That's it's just wonderful, isn't it? Yeah. That's non-league so finest, isn't it? Yeah. Absolute non-league finest. All I, when I first saw it, all I had visions of um, is Neil Warnock playing against them in like the FA Cup. Because, and it didn't want to give anything lads, away. <laughs> lads, which way does their toilet water go round? That's the important thing. You know. <laughs> Uh, Brilliant, isn't it? I think just stick the uh, what do you call the people that ask the questions? In- the interviewer, into pundits. Yeah, I just think you need to stick them on the back foot a bit more, like, like that. Yeah. Just throw yeah. them off completely. I mean, hey, hey, because he will literally be going. Oh, I, I don't know what to do. I don't know what to do. I do this. Happen. I do this at work quite frequently. Like when somebody comes up to me and like asks me a question that I just don't know the answer to, I just go back at them with utter fucking nonsense until they get bored and then they walk off. <laughs> Example: his career advice. <laughs> <laughs> you don't know. Talk shit until they go away. Yeah, pretty much. You got an example of that? Um, no, it happens all the time. The guys in the office know that I'm doing it because I tell them that's like this is my technique, and they'll sit there just pissing themselves laughing whilst I'm going off on a complete <laughs> on a tangent. Yes. Thank God someone gave you a microphone, Carl, so you can continue into your hobbies. Mm. It's fairness, enjoyable. I value houses like that as well, mate. To be fair, yeah. If I'm not sure, I'll just talk shit until they say yes. I always forget <laughs> you do that for a living. Yeah. How do you find that as a career? Lionel Messi, five foot seven. He's like the king of the dwarfs, isn't he? King of the dwarfs. Yeah, it's good, mate. You have a five Have you ever seven? sold anything that you probably shouldn't have sold? And you now, I mean, you don't, you don't work in London, so it's a bit easier, like selling a cupboard for a grand a month. Mm, not really. I, I, to Carl. <laughs> I valued a house of a, a murderer before. That was quite yeah. interesting, yeah. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Did the crime be committed in that house? Is it a death house? That's that's where they kept the evidence. The dead people were... Still there now? No, yeah, still Don't worry about now. them. Just put the sofa no, they, were hit, they were hid under the wheelie bins. Wheelie? At, at the house. Wheelie. <laughs> Wee. 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 Yeah. So it's, that's outside though. That's fine. That's not a problem. Were they... Were they, were they... they lived in the house and he'd, he'd killed them somewhere else and brought back in the wheelie bins under this garden. Bloody hell. But I went to value it and he was like... What, in Lincoln? In Lincoln, yeah, yeah. He, well, he was he was in he's in Brampton Hospital now. It needs to be tied up, mate. I don't think he was still there. But yeah, did it increase the value? No, that was a shit on, mate. Do you have a special list of murder houses where you get a good deal? You want no, good property? We got like yeah. a secret list we could sort of tap like into. the reduced to clear bit. In yeah, you just, yeah, yeah. You just sort of slap yellow a fifty piece house. house. <laughs> What's that? Yeah, we've got a yellow stickered house. <laughs> <laughs> To be fair, you're, you're going around with a gun, <laughs> putting the sticker gun. Yeah, ninety grand. It's worth three hundred, but someone got slaughtered upstairs. Is, is your dream property like a seafront property, so you could talk about Chino. coastal erosion and have a little field trip there? <laughs> <laughs> your geography, Peter. <laughs> yeah. As far as the coast, uh, no. Only on his field trips. <laughs> Come on, but, but kids. Carl will, Carl will be happy because we do a lot of bungalows, so he'll be all right. Do you know why a bungalow is called a bungalow? What? Because they run out of bricks. So they're like, I'll stick a bungalow roof on it. 
Oh, God. <laughs> <laughs> Does it mean that just makes sense? <laughs> it certainly makes sense in Carl's brain. I liked it. I'm going to use it. Dewey Ju- will absolutely love that as well. I'll use it on evaluation, I think. Now. <laughs> do, you, do, Not you, it... do you know why this is uh, called a bunga? I want to hear it. Try and voice record. Yeah, can yeah. you like film Good. yourself doing it and bring it back Good. to the voice note? Yeah, voice note. See how serious that is. Oh, really? That's interesting. Fucking moron. <laughs> <laughs> She's lapping this up. Do you want to drop your firm into... No, it's not yours. What's that? Do you want to drop the company name into uh, the pod? Kinetic. Kinetic we used agent. you guys when we moved and you were fantastic. Mm. Not you personally, one of your colleagues. Mm-hmm. But uh, yeah, you were brilliant. Yeah. I highly recommend them actually. Lo- local, local firm. Sponsorship you know, will do nicely. Sponsorship you know, <laughs> also, my house was through Kinetic. Boom, Actually, that's two. Yeah, years ago. What was it, 11 years ago I bought it through Kinetic? It definitely wasn't. It definitely wasn't. We're only five, years, well, we're only you five years old, mate. Yeah. Oh. You're on the Carlton Centre, aren't you? No. no. Oh. Maybe it wasn't. You're the geography, Pino. <laughs> well, You're lost. I thought that uh, it was. My, the, the firm yeah, that was I, pretty clear. <laughs> the firm I used was like, had a black and green badge. On the Carlton Centre. I think I know who you're on about. I'm not naming him though. <laughs> Ooh, who was it? Lavelle's. Lavelle's, what's Lavelle's it I think. No, it weren't. <clears throat> Definitely weren't Lavelle's. You haven't done anything for Dan's house because he did the respectable thing and just slept in with his missus. Just moved himself in. Just uh, during right. lockdown. Didn't ask. Just moved himself in. Just move in. Sold yeah. the flat. Just moved in. Job it done. It didn't, didn't sell, sell the flat. Well, <laughs> flat got rid of my... it. Got rid of the, the rent. <laughs> just <laughs> moved in and the never left. Up. <laughs> you're like a cat, Dan. Yeah. Moved in, never, never, never left. <laughs> must take the bins out, must get rid of Dan. <laughs> ah, shit. She listens to this as well, didn't she? Yeah, she does. Yeah. On Arsene Wenger. Yeah. <laughs> she saw that because of a coat. There's nothing sexual in that whatsoever. <laughs> just want to make that perfectly clear. <sighs> she has a very large Wenger coat, doesn't she? She does. That <laughs> you... Love taking the piss out. I did, yeah, and I did it organically. She, you didn't prime me or anything. And then she, yeah, she was walking up to the house, wasn't she? Go oh, here's Arsene Wenger. <laughs> <laughs> That's it. That's all I've got. Rundown complete. That's all I've got. Diego, Nailed it. Diego Maradona, five foot five. I said him. I said him. I said. I literally said there is some small people have done some very wonderful things. Yeah. Mainly in chocolate factories, <laughs> but in the sporting world as well, some brilliant things. Hmm. I've got something to bring up, actually. Go on. I just wanted to gauge your lads' views on the old Premier League postponements that are happening at the minute. Uh, firstly, we praise Sean Dosh, and now I feel like we need to take it back because he's proper welching. Do you not? Do you not games. feel like you should? Like I don't necessarily feel you should just be able to call a game off. I think they should just say it's got to a point now where they just say you've got to play. Yeah. When they play whoever you've got. At the end when of the they game. agree, like you boys had a fifteen-year-old on the bench yesterday. Yeah. I don't, I don't get why him. I don't get why it's any different to yeah. <laughs> big fan of you was. They the 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 the, the problem I is taught him geography. <laughs> <laughs> the, uh, the, the the problem is when they laid the rules down, it's typical Premier League this, when they laid the rules down, they went, right, COVID, injuries, so that's it. And then obviously you've got uh, African Cup of Nation there as well now. So people are just calling off for no reason. When you've got like Lincoln's a good example. Like what was it four on the bench? Yeah, no, like played the game. I bro- won and recalled Max Melbourne back from his loan to make sure we had you know enough on the bench. 
and then go to Sunderland and win three one. Like it's like you just crack on because at the end of the day, you're only gonna it's only gonna affect you more at the end of the season when you've got a fixture pile up as long as you're at them. There's not one team to blame this. There's quite a lot that have, have used it. Premier League have got to jump on it. It's too late now. The set precedent. But Arsenal had two COVID cases. That's not enough. Burnley have got, but it was what Deitch said today, we only had 10 players training, 10 senior players. So he's got all his 23s. Saw on Twitter, as we, as we talked about before we started recording, Arsenal have 84 players available to pick. So you're basically saying to those kids... You're not good enough. You're not good enough. You might as well go somewhere it's a shambles. Because even in our, in our darkest hour, we're not going to pick you. It's not going to bother. We'll just get the game called off. It's an absolute shambles. Spurs were rightly fuming, but they're not the only one. I mean, Newcastle, in my humble opinion, have used it. Uh, whether or not it bites them on the arse or not, I don't know. Did, but... did you see Jamie O'Hara got absolutely... Yeah, he got rinsed, didn't he? Yeah. He got rinsed. He was right, but he did get rinsed. It, it's it's like, again, it's Leeds, I know, but we, we've we've showing people how to do it yesterday. Just stop moaning, turn up, and if, if you win, you win, happy days. Just stop moaning about it. We played Arsenal with nine first-team fit players. It's not just about us. We, we got two games called off because of COVID. We had six cases, and you just look at it, you just think, Carl's right, it's just time to just play games now. But the, fo- the Football League is really interesting because they we've, we've detailed the money that's at stake in the Premier League. That money isn't in the EFL, so they have to get games on. They need the crowds. Yeah. Need the money. That's the only way they're going to get the money. So they're just not having it, are they? Football league, which is rare. For football league to be so strong, and the FA, with the FA Cup, you're yep. playing, lads. It's too important. You're playing. There's what no cancellations this time around. Villa, they made play their under 18s last year. No place in the FA. Stick mm. at it. Call it a night. Yeah, I'm. I'll, I'll just. Wait. Any more? No, not from the Stubbsy files. No, that's it. Thanks. He was smirking about something. There was, he was definitely yeah, something else he was going to say. He looked at me when he did it. Smirking so there is something no, bubbling. Nothing. <laughs> nothing? <laughs> okay. Nothing at all. Right. Let's close out the show. You have been listening to Gone Off on a Tangent with me, Adam Stocks, him, Carl Stubbs. Good night. Two for two for you tonight. This is the best night of my life. You're welcome. Dan Taylor. Good night. Producer Tibsy is in the background. Good evening. And Wilson is rightly vindicated with his anger. Go to the rest of the show, mate. That'd be greatly oh, appreciated. Yeah. And let us know what you think. I will do. Thank you for joining us again, mate. Thank you, Al. Thanks for having Good me. Good luck with uh, volcanoes and rivers tomorrow. <laughs> <laughs> Thanks for listening. See you next week. <laughs> <laughs> oh, you're a good one.